Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday morning to you. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you? Good morning. I'm doing good. Excellent, Bill. That was a, that was a spicy good morning, Bill. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that reminds exciting. me of Robbins Williams. Good morning, Vietnam. You know, like, woo You didn't, didn't, didn't quite get to that level. You were close. You were very close, Bill. Well, we've got a, a good program lined up for you today, and we, uh, Bill, I think we need to go ahead and get started because we've got a lot of jam-packed information here. And Absolutely. right before the program, you mentioned the perfect senior. Well, you, you know, and you're not at an age where you think about these things yet, but as, as you get older and you start uh, nearing retirement or you've already retired, um, I think it's uh, helpful to put into perspective the things that all of us want. Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, it, truthfully, you know, your political philosophy or whether you're married or unmarried or divorced three times or whatever, you know, whether you have one child, no children, 10 children, whatever, you know, I think we're all have commonalities that are really important to us. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that none of us are perfect. None of us keep, um, we're not lucky enough (laughs) to, to, to have everything go right. I mean, one thing about life is the fact that we have our ups and downs. Uh, We have our good times and bad times. And it's uh, the fact it has nothing to do with money. I mean, you know, having money does uh, help alleviate some issues. But uh, the, the truth is folks with money have their ups and downs just like the, those of us who have less money or no money at all. <laughs> so what is it about us? I mean, what are we looking for? Well, at least in my opinion, and you probably can pitch in here, but certainly, uh, you know, the, the fact of the matter is most of us would like to, be, to live to be 100 plus uh, if – and there's a big if there. If if we can live independently our entire lifetime, and um, and uh, we can uh, live comfortably, never run out of money, um, and never be a burden on our children and grandchildren, um, that's a big deal. There, there may be some things I'm not thinking about that you can chime in on, but to me, um, and, and of course, so obviously to stay independent, preserve our money, uh, uh, in, you know, in other words, not ever run out of money and never be a burden on our family, part of that is, and a big part, is stay healthy. <laughs> you know, and, and truth is, as we age, um, unfortunately, and I, I can attest to this, that our bodies don't work as well. Uh, and that's, that's even the, for those of us who are in good health, and I can at least attest to the fact that I'm, I'm still in excellent health. And, and, um, and so, you know, but there are lots of folks who are my age who can't say that. And, you know, unfortunately, I'm, and folks who are seniors can appreciate this too. You know, when you get 
uh, into my age group. Um, unfortunately, we we start looking in the obituaries in the in the paper. Uh, I bet that's something you don't do, Jason, as a young person. No, that's but, not a daily activity. But, you know, truthfully, we, we start looking in the obits to make sure we're not there <laughs> and to make sure that our friends are not there. Right. You know, and, and um, you know, for me, I have lots of friends who are older than me. And uh, unfortunately, I've lost friends who were, um, you know, years ago, too, because some folks um, – you know, and tragically, um, their life ends. And, you know, that's just, that's life. That's the way it is. And so um, I, I think it's important for us to, to keep those goals in perspective. But, and the, the truth is, is that as our bodies degrade on us, and, and, you know, I tell folks all the time, that uh, folks who are getting into their late 70s and early 80s, um, you know, if everything, even if everything is good, you know, they're still, they still have their mobility and they still ha- have a good, sharp mind and things like that. Uh, even under the best of circumstances, our body slows down. And that includes our brain. Our processing times slow for the most part. Uh, most of the time we can't see as well, we can't hear as well, um, and most of the time we've slowed down a good bit, so <laughs> by that age anyway. And, of course, uh, there will be a percentage of folks um, who develop dementia of one sort or another, the worst being Alzheimer's, um, and, and oftentimes that it creeps up on us. In other words, it's not something that is like an auto accident, you know, where one day you're great and the next day you're, you're you know, prone in, in bed, in the hospital bed. It's, um, it creeps. And it, because it creeps, you don't necessarily realize that it's happening to, to you. And, and it makes you susceptible to scammers and people who would take advantage of you. And of course, we have to be watchful. Sometimes the people who will take advantage of us are our own children or grandchildren, and so we have to be doubly careful there. But being independent basically means I don't want to turn over control to a child of mine. I want to stay in control. I want to control where I live. I want to control how I live. I want to be able to control my money and invest it the way I want to invest it and spend it the way I want to spend it. And I don't want my children interfering with that simply because they want to preserve it for themselves. <laughs> you know, And it might be my goal to preserve it for them. That might be one of my goals, but a bigger goal is I don't want to be a burden on my children. I don't want to run out of money so that they have to find a way to support me. And, and those kind of goals are really important. Um, and I, I, and the, the reason I think that's so important is for me, those goals are sort of the foundation of how I want to plan for my clients. Um, that's, and I think that's what good estate planners should do. Good elder law attorneys should do 
is recognize that, that these are goals that people really want. So our plans need to, to keep our clients independent, in control, with a flexible plan. Flexibility is really important. Now, this program is all about asset protection, okay? So the question is, how can you keep stay in control and uh, get the proper amount of asset protection? In other words, it's not an all-or-nothing game. Typically, asset protection, if, if you go all the way with asset protection, you end up losing a certain amount of control over your property. You know, if you do irrevocable trusts while you're alive, then you're basically giving up control for the benefit of asset protection. So, and as I've explained numerous times on the show and otherwise to my clients, that um, the control piece for most people is more important as long as they can have some assurance of being able to protect uh, most of their resources. And And so there's a balancing act that's that's really important to people. Okay, now um, the the one thing that scares the patootie out of all of us. <laughs> don't you like that word? That's the scientific term, I believe. <laughs> okay, the the one thing that should scare the patootie out of us, quite frankly, as seniors, is. Um, a long-term care crisis. So what what does that mean? That's That seems like a nice word, long-term care. What it basically means is you got to pay for somebody else to help take care of you. And unfortunately, uh, long-term care costs are not, I say again, not covered by your health insurance. It's not covered by Medicare so what does that mean? It means you've got to pay for it out of your own resources. And if you don't have resources to pay for it, you have to go without. That's not a good thing. And you go without unless you're eligible for government assistance. Okay. And, of course, there's also the option for folks to acquire long-term care insurance but the fact of the matter is, is that most of us – now, I'm, I'm one of the exceptions. I, I definitely have long-term care insurance, and my wife has long-term care insurance. We bought it together at the same time, which is helpful, gives us a discount. But the fact of the matter is most, most people, most seniors do not have long-term care insurance. You know, and it's, the primary reason for it is most people wait – they don't think about it until it's, it's too late to get it because they've e- either had a health issue which makes them uninsurable or um, they can't afford it or both. And so uh, the, the affordability c- comes into play in a big time because you've got to pay for it after you know when you retire out of a fixed income. And if it takes too big of a chunk out of – what you have available to buy your groceries and pay utilities and all the other things that you have to pay for, your medicine and your, (laughs) you know, all that, which gets pretty expensive, then you're out of luck. 
And so that's pretty scary because, again, what are our goals? Not run out of money and be able to support ourselves and be independent our entire lifetime. So, um, but uh, there will be a significant percentage of us um, who are not lucky when it comes to our health. Um, and some, for some, it's Alzheimer's. For some, it's Parkinson's. For some, it's uh, cancer. For some, it's heart disease. Uh, for some, it, it's these um, uh, you know other diseases or just old age or whatever you want to call it. But the bottom line is, is that there are times where people are so unfortunate that the that the spouse and or families don't have the physical and emotional and financial ability to keep you at home. And of course, that's another one goal. I left it out. I'm so sorry. The other goal is I want to stay at home. (laughs) It's not, in other words, I don't want to go live in an assisted living or a nursing home environment. You know, a lot of folks say, just shoot me before that happens. Um, and I can appreciate that and understand it. But the bottom line is, what if you have a loved one that needs nursing home? Well, fortunately, there is a program uh, out there that we talk about in our seminars all the time uh, that's really important to us. And it's important to folks who have very little money and folks who actually are middle class and have a, a good amount of money, and that's Medicaid. Um, and I talk about it, but uh, and I, I realize that I probably talked long enough to where we have to take a break. So uh, I'll forego that, and when we come back, I'll talk about Medicaid and some of the myths that um, that, that folks uh, just assume are true because at one time they were true. That's right. And we'll get into that myth busting in just a bit. Stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. You can find more about him at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. That's also where you can register for August's free seminar. That is Wednesday, August 8th. And again, he'll be talking about a lot of the topics that we're discussing here on the show today. So stick around. Medicaid myths are up next. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for listening this uh, this this morning. We really appreciate you being here. And we're Bill. Just before the break, we were saying that we were going to dive into some Medicaid myths, and I think that this is a, a big problem. Well, first of all, folks uh, who have uh, plenty of finances, plenty of wealth. Uh, need to listen up too because this affects them because no one wants to lose m- you know most of their resources uh, they want to preserve it for themselves their spouse and their children and the bottom line is um, there was a time um, 
we have to go back to the 90s, but there was a time when Medicaid, now I'm not talking about Medicare, you know, Medicare is the health insurance program for seniors when you turn 65, that's when you sign up for Medicare. So I'm not talking about that, I'm talking about Medicaid. There was a time when Medicaid was only for uh, very poor people. In other words, folks with very low income and very few assets. However, in the 90s, that changed. And a lot of folks have never realized that, you know, because I, I, I do believe that most Americans right now believe that you cannot get Medicaid unless you're poor. You know, you've gotten rid of all your resources. And that is the first and biggest myth. It's not true. Now, you also have to understand that Medicaid is not one program. It is multiple programs with different rules for folks. Okay, so the uh, so what I mean. Now, there is a program that continues, and the largest program of Medicaid continues to be for um, f- folks without resources, poor folks, okay? That's the in-home Medicaid program. In other words, and, and in, one of the reasons why it's very difficult for folks to have resources in that program is because the test for Medicaid is a household test. In other words, they're not only looking for the income of the person who needs assistance, but they're also looking at the spouse's income. And they're not only looking at the assets of the person who needs assistance, but the assets or of the spouse or the joint assets of the couple when you're looking at at-home Medicaid. So the fact of the matter is at-home Medicaid is not available to folks with uh, resources, the folks who've saved their money and basically uh, are living a good life and don't want to run out of money. Now, um, but here's the thing. There is a Medicaid program for seniors who actually are unfortunate enough to need nursing facility care. And that is also called Medicaid, but it's a totally different program. And Congress uh, defined that program as for the medically needy, not the categorically needy. In other words, the at-home program is for categorically needy. That means poor people. Uh, But the uh, Medicaid for nursing facility is for uh, the medically needy, which basically means middle-class folks can apply and be awarded Medicaid. Okay. So the the bottom line is, uh, and then what's the next thing that's important about Medicaid? There are two huge issues as it relates to Medicaid because because and most people know this, but some don't, is that Medicaid has a rule that says that the state needs to try to recoup the money that's paid to the families when you die. It's called Medicaid estate recovery, okay? So um, so there, that creates two issues. The first issue is how do I get eligible for Medicaid? What are the rules there? And the second big issue is how do I protect my property so when I die or my spouse dies, 
um, the family, the property is preserved for my spouse and or my uh, children. And the bottom line is good estate planning can do both. And, and in other words, it can help a family get eligible for Medicaid without going through their money uh, and um, uh, make it so that there's no uh, estate recovery at death. And so those, I mean, just that bit alone is huge, but you don't have to be poor. In other words, what's exempt for the Medicaid program? Well, first of all, your primary home is exempt. And your home can be worth up to $560,000, or your equity in your home can be $560,000 based on your county tax value of your home. Well, that's a lot more home than most of us have, and and that's exempt. Well, that should give you uh, uh, some fair warning. All right, the second thing, and this is true whether you're married or you're single, you, you can have one vehicle of any value. So the bottom line is, yes, you can have a Rolls Royce and be on Medicaid. You can have a Bentley. You can have a Lexus, a brand new one, and be on Medicaid because one vehicle is exempt. Now, have to say, the rules I'm talking about are the rules in North Carolina. Every state is different when it comes to Medicaid. Some states have uh, easier rules. Most states have less or more restrictive rules. I shouldn't say most. We're sort of in the middle of the road when it comes to uh, restrictive or not restrictive in terms of uh, of planning to help families get a Medicaid. But Medicaid is a means-tested program. Uh, which means that you have to comply with their income rule and their asset rule. And, and so the, the next thing I would say is don't worry about the income rule. <laughs> Never had a situation where it really came into play. Why? Because uh, the income test is simply that the person, the applicant, the, the, the uh, person who is seeking the Medicaid, the applicant, recipient of Medicaid, um, that um, person's income only. In other words, they don't look at the spouse's income for purposes of eligibility. They only look at the applicant's income. And if that income is less than the cost of care in the facility – now, we're talking nursing homes here – uh, Jason, and nursing homes uh, on the very low end in North Carolina are around $6,000. But in this this area, the, the Raleigh-Durham Research Triangle area, uh, the cost of care in most of the homes is close to $7,500. The least expensive I have seen in North Carolina runs $5,000 a month, with the exception of the veterans' uh, homes in Fayetteville, uh, and there are four of them. Um, you now you have Fayetteville, Kinston, Asheville, um, and Salisbury. Um, so the veterans' uh, homes are less expensive, but the traditional private homes are uh, in this area in the neighborhood of seven thousand dollars plus. So if your monthly income is less than that in retirement, then you pass that test. Well. Who of us 
has problems with that test. Nobody. So, <laughs> well, nobody that isn't filthy. Well, I shouldn't say filthy rich, but basically really wealthy, where Medicaid is not an issue. And if they lose, you know, three or four hundred thousand dollars paying for care, you know, it's you know just a blip in their net worth. You know, those folks, that, that's not an issue. But uh, but the bottom line for everybody else, which is ninety nine percent of us. It's really important to understand that. So it's with Medicaid, it's always about assets, not income. And what a lot of folks don't realize is Medicaid does not have a net worth test, which basically means that you can have a net worth of a million, two million, three million, and still be on Medicaid. It's just that you're limited as to how much countable property, because Medicaid has what's called countable property and exempt or non-countable property. So truthfully, with Medicaid, the trick is being able to take countable property and make it non-countable. And of course, that's what we do in our practice. But the, the, the folks need to understand that it's far better. I mean, well, let me put it another way. There are a couple other myths about Medicaid that really need to be dispelled right now. And the first is that you don't get worse care if you're on Medicaid. Uh, in other words, uh, in, in most nursing facilities, the staff has no clue who's on Medicaid and who's not on Medicaid. And quite frankly, it is illegal for the care to be different for one than the other. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not differences or some differences, subtle differences for the most part, from one facility to another, but it's not based on Medicaid. It's really based on management of the, of the company and how well they train and supervise and in terms of their employees and and those kinds of things uh, are, are the most meaningful. And it, it doesn't have anything to do with how much money you have to pay each month either because there are some darn good facilities where the care is very high and, and quality, uh, where they're on the low end of cost, and then there's some that are on the highest end of payment, and the quality of care is no better and sometimes worse than what folks pay in others. And so that's a hard thing to determine. It's not about advertising. Uh, it's about the quality of care. And where does quality of care come from? Quality of care comes from the lowest paid people. It's not the administrator or the admissions director, it's how do those uh, CNAs take care of their people? And uh, that takes good ma good management, uh, but it's the CNAs who have the direct care, and that can vary a good bit from one to the other, uh, and it's so important. But, but I need to go back to the fact that Medicaid is – a program that middle-class families can go to. The worst mistake that families make sometimes is to assume that they can't get it so they don't seek help. I've, I can't tell you how many families have come to me after a loved one has been 
in a nursing home for two or three years, and they started out with three or four hundred thousand dollars in liquid assets, and now they only have you know say twenty five thousand to fifty thousand dollars left, and now they're coming to see us when they should have come to see us back when they went into the nursing home or even before they went into the nursing home. Um, because typically we we can, with most families, preserve most all of their resources and still get someone eligible for, for Medicaid. So it's a really important discussion for folks to have. And, of course, as you know, one of the best ways for families to get more information on how these programs work or don't work together to help people pay for uh, care is at our seminar, which of course is free. And um, But it's a really important topic because more than half of us will have a long-term care crisis. And that is what, why we are legitimately scared or worried as seniors about our money is the fact that we're okay if we don't have a health care crisis, but we're not okay if we do. And the fact is that more than half of us will, in fact, have a health care crisis. Yeah, and that's why I think the seminars are so important because the information is so valuable. And as you said, it's free. And if you're interested in attending the August 8th seminar, you can sign up for free online at WGALaw.com. That's WGALaw.com. Or you can call the office at 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. And as you hinted at earlier, Bill, it's, it's so important to get the ball rolling early to make sure that you understand the options available to you. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. You can find more about him at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. And Bill, we're talking all about Medicaid myths, and there's no shortage of those, so let's get right back to it. Well, you know, another piece on Medicaid is, um, you know, we talked about the house being exempt. We talked about uh, you being able to have a very, very nice motor vehicle. And actually, the, the most expensive motor vehicle a client of mine uh, ever purchased, and it wasn't because I advised it. It was because they I, they took my counsel knowing that they could do it, and they went out and bought something really expensive. And it wasn't a Rolls Royce. It was more expensive than a Rolls. It wasn't a recreational vehicle, an RV, you know, one of those rolling buses. Yeah, <laughs> those are not cheap. No, they're not. And they they had a they actually had a legitimate reason for it, and that was Mama needed a a bathroom all the time because she was incontinent. So they bought a rolling bathroom, basically in the bus. So they they felt very legitimate about what they did. Uh, whether it was legitimate or not, don't know, but it was still a, an exempt asset. So it, uh, their mom went on Medicaid. Uh, and of course, they did some other spend down. Some other things that are really important about Medicaid is, let's say you own real estate other than your home, uh, or let's say you have a big farm that the tax value was more than $560,000 on your farm. 
a good elder law attorney, uh, and of course W.G. Alexander and Associates, hopefully, is one of those, can make any real estate non-countable. So if you own a beach house or a mountain house or a big farm or little farm <laughs> or commercial property or lots or whatever, um, any real estate that you own can be made non-countable. So obviously that's, that's, a big, uh, that's a biggie. And the other nice thing about real estate is in North Carolina we can protect any real estate, if folks come to us on time, we can protect any real estate from Medicaid estate recovery, with one exception. You can't come to us after your loved one dies. You have to do the planning while you're alive or while your loved one is alive, not after death, because at death, the Medicaid estate recovery attaches and if you have a home or other property that's owned by the decedent at their death, that's when the state gets their share, if you will. And typically, the Medicaid claim is more than the value of the home. And that's why people still believe that if you go on Medicaid, the state will take your home. But those that's only because the family has not sought professional help to make sure their real estate, their home and other real estate is protected from Medicaid estate recovery. So that's really important for folks to understand. Um, Now, another thing that's real important about Medicaid is that the spouse at home that that they're the ones who are most scared. You know, first of all, they're at their wits end emotionally because they can't take care of their spouse. They're on a guilt trip. They've been trying to take care of their spouse probably for years prior to the fact that they can't do it anymore. And um, they're worried about not only their spouse but their own future because it's it's sort of like this. If you spend all the couple's resources on one who's sick – then there's nothing left for the future of the other. And and don't forget, both people still have the goal of living independently, never running out of money, never being a burden on your children. Well, obviously the spouse of a person who needs nursing care has a good reason to be worried. And that's – now, they can be protected – uh, and their finances can be protected, and that's really important for families to understand when you have a loved one who will need uh, any kind of long-term care, whether it's assisted living or nursing care or even home care for that matter. That's expensive too. Uh, and that's if you haven't done it before that, that's the time to seek advice, uh, and it's really important. But there is what's there are two spousal resource allowances, if you will. One's for income, and the other's for assets. And uh, it gets foggy to folks because it's a complicated formula uh, that that occurs after what's called a snapshot date, and even the snapshot is confusing to folks. But the bottom line is is that most people who have resources, in other words. If when you your loved one goes into a, a nursing home uh, and uh, you started out with countable property of over $240,000, then the spouse at home can keep $120,000 in cash or any other countable property, and it does not affect Medicaid. Now, 
let's say you started out with uh, $250,000 or more, that's where the term spin-down comes in. And I, I'm not fond of spin-down, although there are certain things where you can spend money and it makes sense uh, to the family. In other words, it does some good. But my preferred term is, is to convert uh, countable property to non-countable property, which is very doable for most families. And um, so the bottom line is if you had $250,000, uh, then you'd have to spend down or convert $130,000 in order to get down to one twenty. And actually it's one twenty two because the person in the nursing home can have $2,000 of countable property and the spouse at home can have up to one hundred and twenty if you started out with uh, $240,000 or more. Because the rule is half of the countable property on the snapshot date. Now, I've probably already got people confused by all those terms and things like that. But that's it is a confusing program, and that's how it works. Um, but it's doable for m- most families. And even if – I mean, it's sort of like this. Let's say you have a farm with a tax value of a million and a half. Well – the bottom line is you can make that farm non-countable. What have you done? You've just converted a countable asset of a million and a half into a non-countable asset, so you're now eligible for Medicaid. Well, that's important for folks to know. So it's now, truthfully, most farmers, if they're truly farmers and they've got a big farm, they don't consider themselves rich. I mean, yeah, they're land rich, but they're cash poor oftentimes. So, you know, it's all a matter of of lifestyle, and most farmers don't live, you know, um, a high fashionable lifestyle, if, if, you, if you will. They work darn hard, and it's really important for us to appreciate that. Um, so it's, it's um, it, you know, it's important for folks to understand that there are programs that can help them. And, of course, Medicaid is just one of the programs, but most folks, most information on the street, you know, the information that you might get from your neighbor or a family member or your financial advisor or your um, doctor or your social worker uh, and even the majority of attorneys is going to be wrong or it's going to be a half-truth. Uh, they may know a little bit, but they don't know very much. And so what they, if they try to give you advice, generally they're going to give you bad advice uh, because you really have to appreciate all of the rules in order to give somebody good advice in, in this area. It's just just important when it comes to that. It certainly is. And again, if you need some great advice, I want to encourage you, at least in the, in, uh, on the Medicare terms and, uh, excuse me, Medicaid terms, and if you're uh, dealing with a long-term care crisis, please go to WGALaw.com and register for Bill's free seminar on August 8th. That's one day, Wednesday, August 8th. There's three seminars that Bill does uh, in the morning, in the afternoon, and the evening. So uh, really, really convenient for folks who are looking for information. And you can also call the office as well, 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF.
Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, you've you've got some more information on your mind here that you want to well, discuss. The the fact of the matter is, is having this show allows me to talk about anything that I want to talk about. And of course, most of the time I talk about asset protection. And at this point, I want to talk a few minutes about our, the direction of the country and uh, protecting our ideals as opposed to our assets, if you will. Um, because most folks know that, that I, I'm a veteran and one who um, loves our country. And the bottom line is I've been really upset. You know, back – and, and even if folks don't agree with me, that's fine. You know, my wife doesn't agree with me about a lot of stuff either. But <laughs> the bottom line is, if, if, even if you don't agree with what I'm going to say, think about it. It's so important to us as a country to think about it. And, and it has everything to do with making America great again. You, you know, back when President Trump was elected, I spoke to our early birds group, which is our Christian devotional group uh, that meets at First Presbyterian Church on Wednesday mornings. And, I, and one of the things I said was my expectation, this was right after the election, was that Trump would do a better job than what many people expected. Well, truthfully, I have to take that back at this point. <laughs> And, and say that I'm really upset because of what's gone on on the last three weeks, and it just blows my mind. You, you know, instead of making America great again, what I see is Trump tearing down American ideals that are so important to us. Um, you, you know, he went to NATO and basically said, we want out. You know, you guys just aren't making it. You're not doing uh, and NATO is the most important organization to preserve freedom in this world. Yes, we have been the leader of NATO. Guess what? We're not the leader anymore. <laughs> Trump basically said we're not going to be the leader of NATO. Well, to me, if we're the leader of the free world and trying to um, get others to embrace our ideals, NATO is a really important organization that we need to maintain our leadership. Then he goes to Russia and embraces Putin, who is a murderer, and uh, and he's far smarter, uh, unfortunately. It's clear that they did, um, you know, he, it, it's clear to me that winning the election was more important than preserving our election integrity because of embracing Russia and embracing Putin, uh, recognizing that he knows that Putin really was involved in destroying our election process uh, and making it free and impartial. They were involved, and it's clear that that's the case. And, and then what else has happened in the last three weeks? He started a trade war with China. Well, guess what? China owns most of the debt in this country. And we're going to lose the trade war, and clearly what he's done in terms of imposing tariffs, we will lose more jobs because of the trade war than what the tariffs will actually help preserve. And it's going to cost all Americans a whole lot more money to live. Um, you know, who's been the worst victim? Our farmers. And, you know, obviously a lot of Folks supported Trump thinking that he would actually help 
our export of goods and the things. And, and the bottom line is everything he's done has actually worked to our country's disadvantage. And I'm so upset, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. I certainly understand that. Well, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. I want to remind you that you can catch Bill tomorrow morning on the CW22 at 8 a.m. with his TV show Money Secrets. He's also got a book out by the same name, Money Secrets with Bill and Mike. You can find that on Amazon if you do a quick search for it. A great way to get some more tips from Bill on protecting your assets and protecting your money. And, Bill, we're we're out of time here, so I guess we'll just have to do this again next week. Well, I, I do have to say that my views on Trump – I'm a middle-of-the-road American patriot, and it's not about being a Democrat or a Republican, right or left, conservative, liberal, or anything in between. It really has to do with the direction of the country, and I think that is what people need to think about in terms of how to deal with that. Very well said. We are out of time for this week. We'll hope you join us again next Saturday at 11. Thank you for listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Have a great weekend.